Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Little of Everything, conversations about life, society, and social change. Today we have Carly on the show as we're going to talk about motherhood and mental health and how the two intertwine with each other and our own stories of entering into being parents. So first, Carly, why don't you say hello? Hello. Um, Tell us how many kids you have, their names, and their ages. Okay, I have two boys. Um, I have a four-year-old, Thomas, and two-year-old, James. Perfect. I have a 15, a year and four-month-old girl named Charlotte. Um, So tell us the beginning of motherhood, what that looked like for you. Finding out you're pregnant, which is I know, which I know is a story. It's kind of a funny one. And and how? Yeah, let's talk about the beginning of being a mother. Um. Okay. Well, Nate and I, my husband, got married March tenth, two thousand thirteen, and um, this might be TMI, but I've always had irregular cycles and. <clears throat> Um, have always kind of wondered in the back of my mind, like, can I even get pregnant? Is that even, yeah. is that going to be an issue? Is that going to be hard for us? Yeah. And, like, I remember three months in, like, sobbing one night because I was just like, I don't know if we'll ever have children because I never have periods. And mm-hmm. So it was kind of this, I was already concerned about that and we were not trying. But six months in, I... One morning. Six months into being married. Six months into being married. Yes, not pregnant. Um, One morning, <laughs> I woke up and decided to take a random pregnancy test like you do when you're first married and paranoid about getting pregnant. Yes. Um, and with the expectation that that was not going to be happening for me. Yeah. Um, Like, by accident or at all or... Just not knowing what that looked like. <clears throat> um, and I was alone because Nate had gone to church because it was a Sunday morning. And I was alone. And I just remember seeing the little blue plus sign and immediately swearing a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had like a full on panic attack. And. How old were you? I was. Oh gosh, how I was twenty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was twenty. So we got married when I was nineteen. Baby, my birthday was soon after we had gotten married, and so I was twenty at that point, and not planning to get pregnant, not really, not even like soonish. We were gonna wait like two years, and or at least two years, and not knowing if I was fertile or whatever that looked like. (laughs) So it came to me. It was a complete shock, like utter shock to see that. And I panicked and hyperventilated and had to like calm myself down. Once I finally got ready and I met Nate at church, I remember just walking into the building, pulling him aside and saying, I have to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) in a very grave tone and he always says he thought you wrecked the car yeah so we walked out and he's panicking yeah he thought that I had like gotten in a car accident or hit something and I walked out and once we were finally in the parking lot I told him that I was pregnant 
And then he just smiled and was like excited and happy and Gosh. joyful. And I just knew it was going to be okay. Hmm. I was still panicked because I had no clue. And, you know, when people plan to get pregnant, they plan it. They think about it all the time. They research. They research. Yeah, they they're know. like, oh, this is what pregnancy is going to be like. And yeah. I'm so excited. I had none of that going for me. Yeah. And I was never a kid person, so I didn't like babysit. I didn't do those things, and so it was all brand, all of that was very foreign to me. So, yeah, and then Nate just, like, smiled at me, and just was happy and excited, and I was like, okay, all right, it's gonna be okay, we're gonna have a baby now. (laughs) Isn't it crazy how men do that? Like, that's how Sam was, too. It's very intuitive. so happy. what I needed. Yeah. And unexpected. It's crazy. Like you, I, I guess, in a judgmental way, I would not have thought that these men would react that way, but they do. Yeah. Just, just perfect. And, uh, yeah, we were not financially in a place to be having a child either. So that was where my, like, Nate's not going to be ready for this news type of thing came in that, like, we were not in the financial perfectness. Yeah. To be bearing a child yet. Yeah. But it all worked out. And then, when did you find out you were pregnant with James? I found out that I was pregnant with James. I think Thomas was 15 or 16 months around there. And we had been trying. Okay. For James. Yeah. Which now, (laughs) knowing what it's like to have a two-year-old and a newborn, I would have waited a little bit longer. <laughs> but I love James and I'm happy that yeah. he was Yeah. He is here. Now. Yeah. And they play together and it's fun now, but it was been well, we had a lot of Yeah. Outside circumstances in our life too. But two and newborn is hard. I've heard it's worth it. <laughs> but it's a hard one. You've heard it's worth it. <laughs> it is worth it. Now that I have a four year old and a two year old it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. I'm not, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with my children all the time. Yeah. So. It's different. That really helps. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find it was harder to go from zero to one or from one to two? Well, our life circumstances after James was born, so after our second was born, uh, like, drastically... Our lives kind of turned upside down from a ton of medical issues. But I would still say that going from zero to one was harder. (laughs) I personally uh, struggled with a lot of anger just in my youth. And that's just something that I struggle with to this day. Just getting angry. And I know that now, now I know that that anger stems from probably most likely... It's going to stem from anxiety for me mm-hmm. of, you know, lack of control and just overstimulation mm-hmm. or no sleep or lots of different things. Mm-hmm. I know now that that anger <clears throat> stems from just being an anxious person. Yeah. Whereas when I had a newborn, Thomas, my first, when he was born, I was just angry, like a seething anger. When you have a baby, you expect to be joyful and in love and all these wonderful things. And I did. I had joy and I did love my son. But, like, 
I just remember crying out in the middle of the night, praying to God to like, I don't know, I don't know what I prayed, but I just remember sitting there like just flushed and hot and angry, nursing a baby that was hard to nurse Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just angry. And I didn't know why. And I couldn't point like pinpoint it. Yeah. It just was. And I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't know how to process that and handle it very well. And so Thomas's, my first infancy was much harder than James's, my second. And with James, I just knew better and Mm -hmm. I knew myself better too. So. Well, that, um. (laughs) Long story short. No, my first was harder. That was good. That make, that gives me a lot of hope. So, um, a little bit of my story. Um, so Sam and I had been married for three years and we're not trying and thought, well, we'll wait another year to, you know, like, of course, when we're more financially stable, (laughs) like we have more things figured out. The dream. The dream. Like (laughs) no one's ever like ready to have a kid or get married. You never will be. (laughs) But um, I remember I had a lot of the physical symptoms of being pregnant, Mm. and my husband kept saying, oh, you're not pregnant, like, you're just stressed out, and, you know, like, um, like, you're throwing up, because you, (laughs) I don't know, ate something bad, and you're not even throwing up for, like, four days, you know, like, you're fine, you missed your period because you're stressed, your boobs hurt because you slept on them wrong, or something something and I was like no I really think I just had I just knew like this intuition I knew that I was pregnant plus all the physical symptoms and at this time there was a big snow and ice storm and so we couldn't leave our house for like three days and which was worse because it's really hard not knowing Mm -hmm. I guess you never experienced (laughs) experienced that but the not knowing or the suspecting Mm -hmm. um but Finally, we decided to leave the house because my husband ran out of beer, and so we had to go to the store and get more <laughs> beer. And uh, he's like, I really Desperate. don't think you're pregnant. You, Why are you even bothering buying a test? And I was like, I'm going to buy one anyway. I just, I feel like I am. And I, I remember so, like, so vividly going into the bathroom while my husband was putting away groceries and I peed on the it's stick. It's always in secret. You yeah. don't want to like tell them that yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. But you're like, I just, I just got to find out. And I, and I did it and you have to wait like a few minutes. And then I saw it sitting there, the positive, <laughs> And I also said many curse words. <laughs> and I sat there for a second by myself in this panic of like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. I can't. It's yeah. too much. I didn't sign up for this. I don't want this. My life is ruined. Like, just this this devastation. And when I came out, I didn't... I still felt that, but I told my husband, and he was just so happy and ecstatic and like, <laughs> I'm going to be a dad, and oh, like man. immediately tucked in his t-shirt into his jeans and like, I'm a father now, like... <laughs> I have to act like a father and, like, wanted to call everyone, and I'm trying not to cry because 
It, like, changes your life. It does. I have those same feelings of, like, this is not what I wanted I don't right want now. this. Yeah. And that's, like, it's ugh. You feel so guilty. deep shame. Yeah. Because I have heard so many stories of women who, like, tried and tried to have kids, and that destroyed them. And, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I felt, like, such an ungrateful wench yeah. through it all. But I... I realized that I needed to work through that anger because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be bitter towards my child. Yeah. So I was just angry for a while, and that's just the way that it was. And I, I threw up my whole pregnancy, and it was really hard. Um, and then I gave birth, and and that anger you were talking about, mm-hmm. I <clears throat> resonate so deeply with that. I almost teared up when you were talking oh. about it because... It's hard. I I was really angry at my husband, too. Mm. Yeah. Which is irrational and silly. But... But thinking... But, you know... It's there. It's just... It's just really hard doing... just, Just carrying... Yes. And your body's changing, and your husband's doesn't. Nope. Your husband stays the same. And they sleep through and the night. And they sleep. <laughs> and they don't have to get up. And, and they don't... your nipples don't hurt. Yes. And, and they don't wake up soaked in milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, rock-hard boobs. And like, yeah. It's, I... I definitely have had some anger. Yeah. Towards and, my husband. And I feel silly, because, <laughs> like, it's not his fault. He didn't choose this, but I just struggled so much with that like it's not fair it's just not fair and I think I I still a little bit struggle with that I still feel that sometimes yeah in a different way though now I mean I just struggle with so Nate works and I stay at home um by choice definitely by choice (laughs) um and like I love that we are able to do that that is a privilege and I am fully aware of that that, you know, Nate's income can support our family for me to stay at home and be with our kids. And, um, I am incredibly grateful for that, but it is still really hard. And there's part of me that still is, gets resentful almost daily. And I'm working on like checking myself on that point. Yeah. Almost daily. Like he will come home and I have just a bad attitude about it. Because I'm like, you don't see all the things that need to get done for our children that I'm constantly aware of. You don't pick... My husband is wonderful and lovely, but this is a common experience. Um, You know, I just go through all these, you don'ts. You don't do this, and you don't have to do this, and you don't have to do all these things. But I have to remind myself constantly that, like, you are an introvert, and you are gone... <laughs> 40 hours plus a week being with people doing your job. And I am incredibly grateful for that. And I need to like, we have to give each other grace and lovingly be able to, you know, correct each other. When we're having nasty attitudes. It's It's mostly really hard though. Mostly my nasty attitude. Yeah. But, like, lovingly being able to, like, just give each other grace in those moments and being able to not get offended sometimes. 
because like I will have a nasty attitude towards Nate and then the one time out of the like billions of my times that Nate has a bad attitude towards me I get so deeply offended oh hell no (laughs) how dare you you hurt my feelings yeah I'm like oh I do that to you literally daily yeah you yeah have grace with me all the time yeah So how did you decide to be a stay-at-home mom? Um, well, I never, <clears throat> I had never really, so as a kid, lots of people, some women, dream of being a mother and a wife and all these things and plan their weddings and do all that stuff. I never, like, did that. <laughs> I had never thought about my wedding till I was engaged and had to start thinking about my wedding. And even then, I didn't plan a whole lot of it still. It was a beautiful wedding. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful wedding. And I'm glad it all worked out. Yes. Thank you, Mother, for all of that. That was Wonderful. a vision. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, and I had never, like, I knew in my heart that I wanted to be a mother, but I had never really, like, longed to be a mother, you know? And so, um, I forgot the question. How did you know you wanted to stay home? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. So we got pregnant with Thomas and I was working as a CNA and a med aide full time. And then when I had him, it went on maternity leave. And then I was supposed to go back after three months and I only went back on call and like even then working one day a month or something I was like I can't do this I don't want to do this so I think it was getting pregnant and realizing like I want to be with my the more that I thought about like I have to think about raising a child now yeah the more I was like I want to be with my child I want to be home and I want to do those things and I don't know if that's, if we're able to do that because we are not financially stable. Yeah. <laughs> being yeah. pregnant right now. But, um, yeah. And then going back and working so minimal and Thomas was only three months, what like solidified that in me. Like, I want to be home. I know not everybody feels that or maybe they do. I don't know. I just knew deep down like I want to be home Mm -hmm. and I know that it will be hard and I know that like I'm a very extroverted person so that will be a struggle and I'm aware but I don't know I want to be home if at all able to and I was so I quit after like a couple months of doing that and we were home and we had no money and I don't know how we survived I honestly don't know how we survived like the first like couple years of parenthood (laughs) Because we did not, we did not make enough money, but somehow we lived. (laughs) So. It just works sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it grew on me. Yeah. I would say the desire to be a stay-at-home mom grew on me. Mm -hmm. It was never something that I thought about or really considered. I'm sure that in like the back of my mind, I just kind of assumed that it would be something like that. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know, but yeah, having actually having my baby and having a hard time with that and not being able to balance anything 
um, just solidified that like I want to be home and I think I need to be home if I can. Yeah. And we, like I said, we are, I'm incredibly grateful that we are in a place to be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So how being an extrovert and staying at home, how have you, in what ways do you care for yourself to keep yourself filled and able to live um that is definitely a work in progress yeah uh i was like two years ago it's been two years yeah so two years ago my husband i had just had a baby in the summer in june of 2016 and then at the end of september 2016 my husband had like crazy headaches and ended up having a brain cyst um, that had to get removed, which yeah. sounds crazy and nuts, and it kind of is. Yeah. Um, so having a newborn, and then my husband having like a pretty big medical issue. Um, that sounds so incredibly stressful. It was. I was unaware of how deeply. Yeah. Stressful it was. Like, like the stress. Dehabilitating. Yeah. I'm stressful. like just now coming to a place yeah. where it took me probably a, a year from then, from when he had that surgery. Because we had multiple medical things happen from, even from that. Like my husband got hospitalized six months after that for a spinal fluid uh, infection. <laughs> She's nuts and doesn't happen. And then um, all that time I was having gallbladder attacks. Yeah. Like weekly that I was unaware of. That that's... I knew that they were happening because I felt them. But I didn't know that they were my gallbladder. And all that time I was trying to like change my diet and like exercise and do all these things. Because I thought it was just like a stomach ulcer or something. And I really tried hard to like fix myself in that time. When I just needed to go to the doctor. Um, But I was just so stressed and so anxious and so unaware of how stressed and anxious I was all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, being in survival mode, you just get through to the next thing and don't even think twice about what just happened. So Mm -hmm. I, like, we lived in that for probably a good at least a year, if not longer. Just because so many things happened in a matter of 12 months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then it took me probably a good two years coming to around now to where I felt like, well, it took us a good like year and a half to really come out of survival mode and work through some of that, like do some of the deep work. Yeah. And like processing. Like I never processed. I did not process you know, Nate's brain surgery and all of that Mm -hmm. that came with that. And just a, you feel the lack of community when something happens, like when something, whether it's medically related or relationally, like, I don't know, uh, you feel the lack of community. Mm. Um, And I wasn't... I'm still not good at it, but I was definitely not in a place to reach out to anybody in that point, and yeah. I didn't know how to, just because I am who I am, and mm-hmm. that's a big struggle for me. Um, and we just 
most of the processing was grieving. We had a lot of support, like, from our family, but grieving that we weren't open enough with our friends and peers to get community and support from them. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of assumptions made. Because we have a lot of family around. Both my parents and my in-laws yeah. are close to us, and they're very involved in our lives. Yeah. We're definitely very involved when we were going through all of that. And so I think there's a lot of assumptions from people that, like... They would reach out. If if they needed yeah, help, they, they needed would tell help, us. They would reach out. So they don't. They, yeah. they haven't, and so they, they don't. Assumed, and they assumed, you know, that like, oh, they have yeah. family with them all the time. Right. And stuff. And we did, and we didn't. And our, you know, my parents and my in-laws were like lifesavers. Like, yeah. I can't even, I don't know how I would have gotten through that time without their support and their just willingness to like take my children yeah (laughs) yeah um but there was uh there was one lady from my church who emailed me um when nate was in the hospital after surgery and just said like it's really on my heart to watch your children today I don't care if you need to go to the hospital or do other things, but I just want to watch your oh. kids today. And I will come over, and you don't have to worry about anything. And I totally trusted her because she had done childcare and lots of stuff. And I was like, it was just like, that was so huge for me. And it was, it's like still impactful today. Just her willingness and her um, acceptance to follow that lead in her heart yeah. and her you know yeah. own self to follow the lead of like I should ask or and not just like hey let me know if you need anything but a like I can do this for you right now today or tomorrow or yesterday or whatever day mm-hmm. you know like giving them giving someone something tangible yeah and um you know very real that you can give yeah. them yeah yeah whether it's your time or money or mm-hmm. um, food, whatever it may be, just being like, I have this and I'm giving it to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah. that was just huge for me. Yeah. And I still think about that. And I think I will always have that in my memory, in my mind of, mm-hmm. I want to be somebody who does that when I'm able to, you know, and she was in a place to be able to do that. And so I, I really long to be in a place of, seeing a need or seeing something and being able to you are and you have been do that that. (laughs) when you uh carly helped me make like 10 frozen meals (laughs) that's fun (laughs) it was actually really fun it was fun you uh i always like admire how your grocery list was very specific and like you budgeted everything because i I never do that i know the budget is hard especially when you're pregnant you're playing yeah it's it can be tough yeah i hadn't even crossed my mind to do frozen meals because i really was just flying by the seat of my pants i Mm -hmm. i didn't know what was going on or who was who but (laughs) that was one of the most meaningful and helpful things a friend has ever done oh, for I'm me. So glad. Um, it was it was a very real, tangible thing that we did together. Yes, and it I think it it meant the most to me because we did it together because oh, you good. knew how to do something, <laughs> and and instead of like doing it for me, 
Yeah. You said, like, here, let's do this together so you can prepare for when your child comes. Yeah. And I still think about that a lot. So oh, you are that. Sweet. You have been that for me. That's good. I hope you know that. That's good. I was like, <laughs> I always think I'm, like, I'm always so worried that I come on too pushy. No. I also couldn't pay for all of that, so... <laughs> I was like, I can help you and pay for a little bit, but if you can bring some of your budget, just you paying like for a little bit. That was like our food. You paid for some of our food. That's crazy, but you did that. I just felt bad because I was like, I told you that I could do this thing, but I totally cannot pay for all of your groceries right now. And I would love to be able to do that. But um, oh, I'm so glad that that was helpful. Yeah, that was just something that I did with. My second, that was really helpful. Yeah. I did not do that. I was fine by the seat of my pants with my first yeah. two. You're um, just in a, like, a haze of, like, confusion when you're first you pregnant. you don't know what's happening, what's happening to your body. And that's all anyone ever talks to you about. And you're, like, yeah. not a real person. You're just, like, a submarine. A vessel. Yeah, a vessel. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a really vessel. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I remember feeling that way. Yeah. I had a bad attitude sometimes. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, how have you changed since becoming a mother? You've oh. been a mother for four years? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. This month will be four and a half years of being a mother. Of, like, actually yeah. caring for a child outside of my womb. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I if, carried nine months before that. Yes. <laughs> if you... What, like, how are you different from you five years ago? Well, I'm an adult now, so that <laughs> Having a kid or kids definitely makes you grow up. Just age in general. Yeah. Like, when you hit that 25 mark, like, age 25, I feel like your brain just literally, I felt it just, like, chill out a little bit. Yeah. And it was nice. And yeah. I, was like, I feel like an adult yeah. now. I've been living on my own for... How, a couple years with kids and yeah. a husband, yeah. but now I feel like an adult. Yeah. So I, I think just age alone has helped mature. Um, how am I different in every way possible? Probably I am different. I feel through many circumstances, um, I know myself better than I ever have Mm -hmm. before. The good and definitely the bad. Probably the bad first came out and revealed itself to me. (laughs) Um, the way it goes. And I'm working to find the good that's there now. That I'm realizing that the bad things aren't just bad, that they are a symptom of something, you Mm know? Not just, like, an evil heart, but, like, they're a symptom of not knowing how to take care of myself. And when I had my first, I was so young and I'd only been living on my own for six months and newly married. And, you know, I had never really done that. Yeah. So, or that was when I found out that I was pregnant. So yeah, caring for children will change you. Yeah. Um, I definitely see what other people do a lot more. I'm more aware of um, how people do things, whether they know why they're doing them or not. Like, I can start to see, like, oh, 
I see why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, depending on what it is, like, I see why you might be really irritated with this tiny thing that your child did and why your emotional reaction is, like, 100 to the issue, which is, like, a 5, you know? Yeah. Um, I see why, how you got there. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there, mm-hmm. and I know what that's like. And, yeah. like, I get it, and I'm not here to judge that. But, like, there is relief from that type of parenting and that type of attitude. And it comes with a lot of getting to know who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think... Um, Another big thing has been my faith and religion has shifted a lot since um, growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still very much a Christian and very much involved in my church, um, but my theology has shifted greatly just in becoming an adult and actually making my faith my own and not just skirtailing on my parents yeah. or my church or whatever it may be or my brother or whoever it is, you know. Yeah. And Nate and I have really, <clears throat> um, we have wrestled through a lot of stuff theologically, um, being married together. We've, we've talked about a lot of things and a lot of our, um, views and ideas of God and the church and, um, salvation, all of these things have changed immensely. Um, and they're very different and they're much more, they're much more solid now Mm -hmm. in me. Like I feel solid in it and I feel much more, um, able to give grace to people. Whereas before, I have memories yeah. <laughs> at Wall Street. <laughs> There's so many times where in my like high school days where I look back and I'm like, I was called self-righteous and they were not wrong. I was self-righteous and I was not aware of it. I was so high and mighty on my white horse, as someone once put it to me. And like, they were not wrong. I was. And I was so unaware. And I like, grieve that. But... I wasn't, I was a teenager and I didn't know. And like, I matured from that. And, um, with where I am at theologically and relationally now with, with like God and the church. Yeah. And we've been through some hard church stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every church I've gone to has been, had its share of difficulties yeah. and things that I could be really bitter about. Mm-hmm. Um, But the journey that I've gone through on all of those things, for better or for worse, has led to growth and maturity in myself and what I believe and my own personal theology and, like, between Nate and I, what we believe. Mm -hmm. Um, It's grown and I am able to love people, (laughs) unconditionally love people, whether they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ or not, you know, whether they swear at me for even saying something like that or whether they're whatever it may be, you know, I'm able to love people and it, it's not, um, I'm not hindered by myself in that way anymore. I'm freed to just be in relationship with people and not constantly be trying to evangelize to them or like 
save their souls, you yeah. know, because that doesn't mean that's not on me. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that is a, that is one of the biggest freedoms I've experienced in just yeah. exploring my own faith and what do I believe in? Like all these things that the church says, like, what do they mean? And do I actually believe that? And I've been challenged and that's offensive to be challenged, but it is the biggest blessing because yeah, you can actually think about what you think you know. Mm-hmm. And usually you find out that you don't actually know what you think yeah. you know, you know, yeah. and realize, yeah. When you're, so when I'm you're wrong. forced to think about what you're going to teach your children. Yes. It makes you like too. come face to face with like, well, what do we I teach in this? But do I actually believe it? And yeah. why do I believe it? And oh. Yeah, I've that's been a big struggling with that. Yeah, lately too, just because my son is four, and he is a very inquisitive person. Yeah, um, he asks a lot of questions, and like we read a little kid's Bible and stuff, and we do this catechism thing, that brings up a lot of things that like I never. I'm sure that I was taught some of it, but like I was never aware of when I was a kid, not in the way that Thomas is aware of them, and he asks the deepest questions and I don't know how to answer them yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like about death and you know, the people yeah. that um I don't he just asks Yeah. A depth of questions that I sometimes haven't even thought about. And it is hard <laughs> but it really challenges me and I'm very grateful that I have a husband who is more solid in his faith than I am in some ways Mm -hmm. that can kind of help me work through some of those things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Kids definitely challenge you in that way. Yeah. And like, and school and education and all that stuff, thinking about all those things. Yeah. What do I, what's even my, what's my end goal here? Yeah. (laughs) Like education isn't about facts. Education is about, like, becoming a a person, becoming, not becoming a person, but becoming a well-rounded human being that can gracefully deal with people and deal with issues and deal with the huge questions that people have in their lifetime. Yeah. And having the tools to work through those things. Yeah. Kind of along those lines. I've been thinking about what is parenthood, Mm. really, and the best way I can think of it is we get essentially, give or take, 18 years Mm -hmm. to teach a human how to function in the world. Yeah. (laughs) We have 18 years to do it. Don't screw it up. (laughs) But you will. But you will. You most certainly will screw everyone it up in does. some way or another. Yeah, because everyone's <laughs> screwed up and everyone But don't will. do it. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, every decision you make as a parent, you know, what school they go to, mm-hmm. what they learn, what friends they have, you yeah. know, it's, it feels like a lot of pressure sometimes, but uh, try not to think about it. Just but one day at a time. But ultimately, like... Yeah. You can guide them 
Yeah. But ultimately, they're going to choose their friends and their influences, and you can help mold that, but they have to eventually, at some point, whether it's when they're 12, or when they're 8, or when they're 25, or 18, like, they have to start choosing those things on their own, and that is out of your control. You have some control in the influence that you have in your house and in your home, and that's obviously a big one when you're growing up but you know the goal is to have them choose for themselves and being okay as a parent with what they choose even if it is 100% against everything that you taught them or whatever but just having like I don't know I've thought about that a lot with my kids and like what if they choose all these things and what if all this stuff and yeah. what if we're failures? And then I think like I am guiding them, but ultimately like for me in my worldview, like they are the Lords and God has given them to me to raise and to love and to teach yeah. and discipline and do all these things. But ultimately like I give them back to God yeah. because I, if I try to rein in full control of that, it, it's not healthy and it's not right. And it's not, um, that's not how you treat people. <laughs> yeah. And they are people yeah. that I have to learn how to let go of. Yeah. Slowly yeah. over 18 years. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But I only have a four-year-old, so I really don't know what that looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for Sam and I having left Christianity, it's challenging mm-hmm. not having like like within Christianity you have the Bible as kind of your moral guidelines guidelines and leaving it's not there's there's a lot of like moral ambiguity in the mm-hmm. world of yeah. how people define right and wrong mm-hmm. and that's really challenging too because what's what's right for me, might not be right for you as mm-hmm. far as right and wrong, but your right's not any less right than my right, and like yeah, it gets messy. Explain that. Yeah, it gets really messy, and like it's it's challenging trying to navigate how we're going to raise our daughter. Um, I mean, my parents take her to church on the weekends sometimes. <clears throat> Which is good and something that we'll probably revisit as she gets older and maybe starts asking more questions. But, um, yeah, I think all parents are just trying to figure out the right or the wrong, you know, (laughs) do it right. Yeah. So if you had to describe motherhood in... We'll say two words. Two words. I'm going to say one. I think one's too hard. So we'll say two. (laughs) Motherhood in two words. Hmm. I would say... Selfless and proud. Like, not a bad pride, but like, oh gosh, now I'm expounding on my two words. Um, 
Your children are your proudest achievements. Yeah. There are lots of proud achievements in our lives, and they come close, I think. But watching your child smile for the first time and make their first joke and (laughs) uh, play with friends and skin their knee and cry and experience heartache and overcoming heartache and experiencing emotions and feelings and overcoming and working through those things it's makes I have a pride in that that Hmm. like they are mine and I am charged with the responsibility of helping them work through those things and I have a grateful pride in that I think that's a good word. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Wait, what was your first word? Selfless. Selfless. Yes. A woman told me... You have to be. A woman told me the other day... Yes. (laughs) Yes. That being a mother is the most selfless thing anyone can do. It truly, truly is. And I've been thinking about it, and I agree with her. (laughs) Because some days, at the end of the day... I think, why is this so hard? Mm-hmm. I have one kid, <laughs> and plenty of people have said to me, and I get really frustrated when they say, well, you only have one kid, so it's it can't be that hard. Still a child. <laughs> or just wait till you have blah, 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 two kids, three kids, whatever. Case in <laughs> point, don't say that to people, okay? No. In any circumstance. Whether it's kids or job or... Age, whatever. Just, it's really hurtful and frustrating, and it negates the feelings that they're having. So everyone, don't ever say that. Parenthood is hard no matter what. It's hard. It's hard when you aren't a parent. Yeah. Like, longing to be a parent is hard. Yeah. And then becoming a parent is hard. Yeah. And then... That's why when you said (laughs) going from zero to one was harder. Much harder. It made me feel better, because, like... Like, anyway, at the end of the day, I think, why is this so hard? I only have one kid. Like, I mean, she's a toddler now, so that is understandable why that's hard. Because toddlers Toddlers are just so frustrating and infuriating. and difficult. Just their hands get into everything. But (laughs) it's like, I sometimes, at the end of the day, verbally abuse myself. Like, it's not that hard. Like... Mm -hmm. You're just not very smart, and you're kind of lazy, and, like, you don't really work that hard. Being a mom isn't that hard. Look at your house. It's a mess, and, like... Yeah. You know? I know that feeling really well. But that's not true. Like, being a a parent, Mm -hmm. but especially a mother, is is just... I've learned... Let me tell you what I've learned so far about motherhood. (laughs) Motherhood demands everything from you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to say no sometimes because motherhood will take everything. It will drain you of your energy, your emotion, Mm -hmm. your time, your, your money, like everything. (laughs) Motherhood demands everything and will take everything if you let it. And it's so hard as a mother because you are expected to know your limit before you reach it. Yeah. When you don't, usually. Yeah. And, like, when I'm, like, crying on the living room floor and my husband's like, why didn't you just ask for help? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't know that I was how this to. stressed out. I didn't yeah. know how. And, and 
people think that becoming a mother means you're not a human anymore and you mm. don't need what you needed before you were a mother. But you do. You still need sleep. You and just you need your find hobbies. It <laughs> yeah. And and like the one of the biggest things I've learned is how to advocate for myself. Mm. Yes. Which is extraordinarily difficult because there's a lot of guilt that mm-hmm. comes with that. Yeah. But not asking, but demanding that I need time. Yeah. I need to be alone. Be a person. <laughs> not be like a chef or a chauffeur or mm-hmm. like even like not be an employee at my work. You yeah. Know? Like I need to be me for yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. And self-advocating is really hard but it's I think it's one of the best things I've learned yeah I think that is a huge yeah point of growth for me just in this last year of realizing my needs for like space to breathe yeah like literally just time to focus on breathing yeah (laughs) yeah um and time to be around people without my children um, even just like, even if it is just going to the grocery store and seeing other people's faces and not yeah. actually having any conversation, just doing that alone, like is a very helpful thing for me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I'm starting to notice and learn those things about myself now. Yeah. Um, and I'm starting to be more aware of them and I'm starting to covet them. Like I'm starting to... Fight for that a little more. Yeah. Than I ever have. Yeah. And that's good. It is good. (laughs) Yeah. I think becoming a mother, you spend so much energy on other things that you don't have time for bullshit and you don't have time for, like, crap. Like, you just cut to the chase. And, like, (laughs) like, we've experienced that in our marriage, too. It's like, Mm, I don't have time to, like, humor you. Here's Mm -hmm. just what I'm I'm thinking. Yeah. And you just tell me and... You just have to cut out the, you know, the garbage. Motherhood changes everything. It really does. Yeah. For better and for worse and for all the in-between. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's about all the time we have. I knew this one would go long, and I'm excited. I think that (laughs) this has been really good. Thank you so much. Yeah, for being thank on. you yes. for pursuing me, even of course. though I was weird and anxious. And <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> good. This was really good. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, until next time, this is a little of everything. <laughs>